0: The other thing as well um, that Christian alluded to earlier was that um, traditionally as well, supply chain as an industry was really um, quite, well, it has been considered quite, like if you're new to the industry, like this is, where's the excitement? It's very, um, like people can, can be quite um, unemotional and, yeah. and it's not the sexiest industry. And so yeah. we just want to have fun with it and actually yeah. kind of show the people behind it yeah, and yeah. the personalities. Yeah. Um, and bring that
1: whole thing to life. I'll tell you now, there <coughs> there are. Um, a, 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 going to say a, truck, a bundle of personalities in there. There's a strong character, absolutely, and yeah. And it's 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 partially because um, depending on which level you're talking about, mm-hmm. eventually you'll find a warehouse and a and a um, somebody who has an office under a staircase, and they just have to get some shit out on a front. night, <laughs> right? And so they they <laughs> they, they borrow, steal, they get quite. Exciting! Yeah, they come up with all kinds of ways to bribe it. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, when beer goes out the window, I wonder what they. And use. if you're looking for innovation in, this, in the supply chain, you just to talk to a driver.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> We'll get there. We're good strapping it. Um, welcome back, listeners. It's Christian Jesse. You're here with me as well. How are you, man? I'm doing well, buddy. Very excited to be here. Very excited. We have managed uh, to get yet another person onto this uh, onto this roller coaster. We've got one way to put it. <laughs> that's right. We've got <laughs> Dave Sanders from Best Train. Yep, that's uh, that will do. Yeah. <laughs> we, were dis- we were debating just a second ago how to pronounce uh, how to pronounce the company name. Dave, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, no problem. And putting up with us, we'll try. we we'll try not to waste too much of it on the tangents. We'll eventually run off. Um, you're from Best Train. Could you give us like a, a a brief summary? What does this What does this company do?
1: Yeah, sure. Thanks. I um I started this business uh, uh, a few years ago now, uh, around about fifteen years ago, and it was uh, with a vision to uh, bring some best in practice or best in class technology into. Um, into the Australian, and New Zealand market, uh, specifically focused on. Uh, if I said logistics optimization, that's a wide enough term to, well, give me enough latitude to go find some software that would actually work. If <laughs> <laughs> you can say logistics optimization, but you have to define logistics. No. Oh uh, well, no. and you have to no.
2: dumb it down for us. No. No. I think there's a whole, whole concept
0: um, on Reddit called "ElI 5 Explain it like I'm five. You know? <laughs> <laughs> this is this is this is the dream. This is this is, so, it. this is what we're
1: doing for the industry. So this goes against every bone in my body because my <laughs> usual answer to that is, "Well, it depends." Yeah. And That's uh, a classic answer. and it uh, well, it, it, it kind of does um, in that uh, you know we, we we've been. What I wanted to get away from was uh, like a a, a traditional consultant would go into an organisation, spend six, eight intense weeks trying to figure out a particular problem, usually develop some really nice looking slides and and a couple of insights, um, and then go, Mm. right? And uh, it was usually up to the consultant or the individual consultant or the client to say, yep, that's great, I'll run with it, or no, I won't, or whatever, but as a consultant, you weren't really sure what was gonna happen. Yeah. And um what I wanted to do with Best Train was to So what would happen after the consultant left? Oh it might get implemented, it might not. It and might, they they would never know. They never know. Right. right. And uh and I know from uh, experience that's really frustrating because you you know, you, you generally put a lot of effort into, into that kind of work. Mm. And it's uh kind of nice to know that it's been used for good rather than evil. So I set up Best Train to try and counter that. And the only way to counter that is to Take responsibility for uh, not only the the type of software that you're selling, but also how it's implemented, and more, most importantly, probably how it's supported. So you have to be along for the ride. You can't, um, you know, uh, implement something. Here's a one eight hundred number. Good luck. See you later. Uh, we're out of here. Yeah, we're done. Yeah. Right? as tempting <laughs> as that is, right? Um, it's just Quick not cash, cool. Right? Yeah. Well, you know, you, you, I'm sure in other clients you you would see there's. Um, Plenty of examples of very well-implemented software that does nothing. Um, <laughs> Here's the golden board, guys, as promised in this PowerPoint. Exactly. See you later. <laughs> we actually did it perfectly, but we did it perfectly implementing nothing. at Well, it? you could even point to the server where the software's on, right? Yeah. I mean, it's... it's And it would work. And and the only reason it doesn't is because somebody left the business or the data's, you know, the changed ERPs or they did something, right? Yeah. And... Uh, so I, I I kind of got annoyed with all that and mm-hmm. said no no let's let's try and do this so, um, uh so that set us on our journey right and uh, it started how many years ago was this that's about fifteen years ago there you right so it started with um, looking at you know evaluating cost to serve um, style projects actually which were you know is it profitable to or how much profit am I making out of this particular delivery in a at a particular um, uh, customer um, which we still do today. But it, it provided us an insight as to, you know, in the, del- in the world of delivery in the heat of operations, you're not really sure whether it's worth it in your gut. Yeah, yeah. You're probably told that clients are paying and he doesn't buy much and, you know, we have to travel a long way and they don't pay delivery anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it's, we're probably not making any money out of that. Yeah, um,
2: and that's, that's often awesome down to the transport manager going, they've, they've got so much experience in this, they can feel it out and go, yeah, this is definitely... Customer to take care of and this is this is just a pain in the ass.
1: The guys in the in the room would um, the operations guys would know it in, in their gut, but there would be no system to do it or mm-hmm. they, they wouldn't see that. And that's how we started. And then that uh that highlighted two things to us. The first was that when you see a transport bill in a in a profit and loss statement somewhere, if you press on that and say, What why is it that why is that transport bill a couple of million bucks or ten million or whatever the number it is? And you get very good arguments about uh, transport rates in particular and how well they are negotiated, but almost nobody speaks about how those rates are applied. Like what, what, you know, if I've got a rate per asset or a rate per mile or a rate per hour sure. or a rate per something, um, the, the, that turns into dollars when you put a task across the top of it. So what's the task? Is it, you know, how, how do I present that? How do I take advantage of those rates? And um, so that got us into, you know, understanding how do we control the task or how do we at least provide a task that makes sense. Mm. And um, that, through another set of um, circumstances, got us in touch with a company called the Descartes Systems Group. They, um, they used to be in Australia by their own um, on the, under their own steam. They had, um, uh, and about 12 years ago, long story short, I said, I don't know why you're here, you're Nasdaq listed. There's three there's three of you here. Um, I've got a better idea, why don't we run the business for you? And they said, sure, let's go do that. And is that the birth of best train? Uh that that's the birth of um, the routing, route optimization and you know, the the task management stuff right. that we so do. they added right? the next step. They so added another layer to it.
2: Yeah. Right. So and, we've got a so we've got um we've got a company fifteen years in the making, or fifteen years old. Uh, and it does software for logistics. Yeah, so, so, so the way so we explain logistics. it is
1: that, that we help people plan, uh, execute that plan, and uh, then once you've got both of those, uh, you get broadcast or communicate that plan or aspects of that plan to not only internal but also in customers and notify And notify, mm, and yeah. Notify, yeah. Um, and the interesting part about that is that, you know, that kind of problem pops up in a lot of different places. Most people think it's a... Uh, a bunch of delivery trucks running around, you know, delivering parcels and and things like that. But, you know, if you think of that as an asset in motion, that asset could be a a, a sales guy, it could be a a service guy or a, a merchandiser or a healthcare worker or these sorts of people. So they're all... Trying to figure out, I've got twenty things I need to do today. How do I best do that? Yeah, um,
0: it's, its like the to-do list, right? It is a to-do list. Yeah, yeah.
1: so it's not. Yeah, because it's not just transport; it's salespeople. It's yeah, it's it's um and each people. of them have their own type of problem. Um, yeah. mm. I remember getting a call uh, about quite early in the piece saying, "You guys do route optimization, don't you?" And I said, "Yeah, yeah, sure." And they said, "Right, we've got this. Uh, we've got these routes. Can you can you sort them out for me?" And there were 400 stops on the route. Right? <laughs> what the hell and, was that? And we just looked at it. And, and, <laughs> you have enough petrol? And, well, and of course we said, we automatically said, yeah, of course we can do that. And, uh, <laughs> Too bad. And, and Tenable reply. Yeah, sure. And when we looked at it, it, um, it turned out to be a newspaper home delivery crowd, right? And right. delivering a newspaper turns out to be a really messy optimization problem. And when you get under that, there are very few bits of software that can handle that. Uh, without going into the detail, they basically stop, right? After a while, most of them will stop, right. That got us on a journey to find something that would do that sort of problem. Uh, and about six years ago, we got in touch with a company called RouteSmart uh, based in Baltimore who just do that. Right. Now, they call it dense routing, but it applies in meter reading, street sweepers. Um, like, how do you route somebody to go, to go around every every curb, right? It's, it's, it's kind of, a, it sort of messes with your brain a little bit, but it's... Um, it's a completely different class of problem. And, and the point of all that is that, you know, there's not one optimizer that fits all solutions. Right. right? That does makes absolutely no so that's, sense. So, mm-hmm. if you, so if you zoom
2: out a little bit, you've got all these different software solutions for different problems. Classes of problems. Classes of yeah. problems. Yeah. And you guys sit basically over the top of that and go, all right, this is the best solution for this application. That's right. That's right. exactly so right. That's what Best Friend does. So if you need like a solution for your logistics, like your software, your information management, you can come here.
1: Yeah, is that uh, what we're saying? Yeah, exactly. And another another example, another class of problem is I don't have any trucks, right? I've got a whole bunch of orders, and I just need to, and I've got a whole bunch of transport contracts. Yeah. So I'm not interested in a route at all. What I'm interested in is can I can you guarantee me that I'm always paying the cheapest rate? Um, so I, you know, I've got 10, 10 carriers that could run this load. Um, some of them charged by pallet, some of them charged by hour, some of them charged by something else. There's a lot of analysis. For this particular, yeah. well, for this load, what do I do? Is there something that could always tender the appropriate load, build the load, and then tender it to a carrier, yeah, and get someone to give that they've done it? Um, and when the invoice comes along, make sure that we reconcile that to what we expect, right? Mm. So that's a different. And, class and that's of something
2: a, that's a solution you provide as well. If you yeah, it's just a different oh. class of problem, mm. right? And again, it's what what is, what does is
1: optimization mean? Mm. I think,
0: and it was what you touched on on earlier. Um, I think it was before we started recording, but you were you were talking about how um, you know one customer's idea of, of you know, um, for example, one customer might be interested in cost, right? Whereas another cust- customer might be interested in oh, service yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, and speed. Yes, and speed. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, like, what 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 is it that the customer is actually valuing? Right out of that that call that
1: optimization? Yeah, it's and an interesting question. A yeah. To that, well, they're, it, they're you, all they're you, all just. All of these applications are just dumb calculators really and, and, and they need to be fed. They need to be fed orders and constraints and policy and all those sort yeah. of things. And ultimately though, um, you know, for a given set of orders, I can give you 20 optimal solutions. It's not just one. It, you know, one would be minimum mm-hmm. time, one would be minimum assets, one would be maximum service. Yeah. Um, now, part of our battle is to try to figure out what each client actually wants. So, you know, I've... You know, and I, I often will go and present, you know, ten optimal solutions to clients, and say, "Which one do you want?" And I don't get agreement straight away because <laughs> that's
0: right. You, you, exactly, they come back with twenty. They're like, yeah. don't even know. We want all. <laughs> <yeah>. Combine <laughs> them all and make the, the most efficient one." Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's
1: not how it
2: works either.
1: Well, the latest one we have, we, we're doing quite a lot of work with Kotai right now, which is a um, which is a messy business, right? It's um, they're moving. What they call ugly freight, which is uh, not nicely boxed. It's you know, it's a a jackhammer. It's machinery. It's a a bulldozer. It's all kinds of stuff. Yeah, and um, unique loads. And we're in the heat of standardisation. Yeah, the heat of trying to sort all that, like what's optimal and all this. And one guy. And again, if you're ever looking a hot tip, listeners, if you're ever looking for innovation in supply chain, just go ask drivers. (laughs) They know everything. That's (laughs) right. And you know, one of the uh, managers looked at us and said, oh, all we want is uh, an easy button. Just give me an easy button. Just right? press yeah, just the, the fix. <laughs> press that.
2: Press that to Maybe fix. that should be the best trend, like, uh, slogan. It's press not. the fix. It's not the okay. button. No, no, no. It's, it's, fix. it. it's the
1: fix-it button. It's the fix-it button. Yeah. And the driver sort of shouted, "Guess that is the worst idea I've ever heard, right? <laughs> and just, just, just shut him down straight away. But look, uh, there's... Um, <laughs> I love that, though. There's, uh, just fix it. Just fix it. Yeah, what's the problem? Um, you guys but, do optimization, just fix it. But I guess the, the other just just on that the the the, other, the reason why executing is so important is because it's actually relatively easy to come up with a plan, mm-hmm. um, but getting that plan in the, into the hands of oh, people that need right. to actually drive it or to execute <laughs> it is actually half
2: is actually not as easy as. What, uh, what, so okay, so uh, we've got Best Train. It's a company that does optimization. That's sort of the headline uh, that I'm hearing, um, and then you have. trying to execute on a plan. So let's say you've got a piece of software produces you, you know, A to Z, this is your most optimal route and tasks for the day, right? Mm -hmm. So what what are the key things that deviate a perfect plan that you've given to, for example, a driver or uh, or a minute you the minute you
1: generate a plan of any type, it degrades. Yeah. It starts degrading. You've got extensive experience in failing (laughs) at planning. It starts degrading, right? So it means uh, and in the good old days, you know, uh, uh, you'd do all this optimization with a big, you know, machine in the corner there. You'd press the calculate button and mm-hmm. you'd wait for a little while. Um, an answer would pop out. Then you'd print the answer off and you'd give it to all the drivers and, and off they'd go. Um, so there was lots of scope for error there, Absolutely, right? Yeah. Um, these days, you know, these optimizations are, uh, these optimizers are, well, some of them are always on. So they're always sensing and reacting
0: right
1: now. Like
2: real time, basically. Yeah. So Actually, that makes me think, is there any point in having a plan or should, are we getting to a point where we can have a system that just gives you the next step? It constantly reroutes and reorganizes. It's basically machine learning. It's like a it's just It tells you, okay, based on where you are now, you're in Geelong, Mm. you need to get all the way to Brunswick. And along the way, it's just constantly reconfiguring what you need to do. Don't look at your whole day. Just know that by time places clock you'll be finished. In
1: some places, that's fine, except if you have to load the truck in the morning.
2: Right. Mm. Exactly. So you, You've got to make that call
1: somewhere, right? And Because so um, it, it's almost like it depends on where you load those constraints, right? That's exactly right. But if I'm on the road and I get a, somebody calls up, can you do a pickup right now? Then it's a different question. Then it's saying, mm. right, who's available to do this pickup? Right, and there might be five uh, pro- uh, possibilities to do mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And what you want you
2: know, the application to
1: do is suggest the best one. Right? But then you've got what
2: the added complication of if you've sent a driver, let's say they're going from A to B, but then you've thrown in a deviation. Yeah. Do, how do you know that wherever you've deviated them to will stick to it? How do you know how long they're going to take that, for example? Because oh, that's got to go into your model as well. Yeah,
1: and there's, and there's some machine learning um, estimates you can use for that. Right. It's more what damage is that going to do to the plan. To the right, overall right, plan. To the overall plan. Yeah. So if I can do that job and yeah. send 20 people late, is that good? Yeah. Right? Or if I can do that job and, and just piss off two people, yeah, that's probably better, right? So it's, it's managed, managing. And then, it. yeah. and then if I'm going to piss off two, do I want to do it at all? Yeah. Right? It's almost like managing those expectations going, okay, <laughs> who's going to be less upset? <laughs> yeah. <than the> <laughs> well, well, this is why the third leg we use called notifications comes in. If I decide to do that and in the morning everything was fine, we're going to be on time, there's no problem at all. And then through the route, something happens, which, surprise, it actually does, usually. Um, either, um, you know, a driver's slow or a driver's fast or, you know, there's an accident somewhere or whatever it, it is. And we now know at 2 o'clock that our 4 o'clock delivery is going to be late. Um, I can notify that in-customer automatically. Um, in fact, in some clients where we know we're going to be more than two hours late, then we don't notify the end customer at all. We notify the call centre. And right, we, and give them a, an outbound call because that's the best customer
2: experience we mm-hmm. can so It's the best way to recover. Right? Human experience, so, yeah. 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 It's, so, it's interesting because this this reminds me of the a classic problem you see for, especially small companies, or maybe not small companies, but just companies in general where, um, let's say you're producing and manufacturing pens, right? You need to ship those to an urgent customer tomorrow and you ship 10,000 pens really, really urgently. You don't necessarily know how long production is going to take because you know, three machines are broken down, you've got two mm-hmm. people away, you've got not enough materials. So like there's so many variables as to, you don't actually know when the production will finish, but you want to get it out there as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. So you pre-book transport and go, you need to be here at 9am so the pens can be at their location by tomorrow afternoon. Yeah. Like it needs to be on the next truck to Sydney, for example. But then the classic problem is, okay, now we've overproduced, we've underproduced. The quantity has changed six times between me booking the transport and going away. This sounds like a solution to that classic problem because at the end of the day, the root core, the, re, the root, uh, rationale behind that sequence is, I want to get this to my customer as soon as possible and beat their expectations. That'll keep them happy. But in reality, you have all these sequences of events, which effectively, you, a lot of them you don't have control of, mm-hmm. um, but they all cascade and sort of screw you over along the way. So this sounds like a solution to, to that kind of problem. Well, that, that, that goes to the heart of what, what do you call
1: an optimal plan,
0: mm-hmm. right? Because
1: yeah. if you said to me that there's an optimal plan um, with no slack in it, no slack built into it, well that's not optimal at all. There's, there's no chance for that that plan to, that, that's not a tough plan, it doesn't, uh, it breaks the minute somebody's a bit late. Yeah, right? absolutely. Um, or things like, um, and it's also why this, this, this tightly integrated plan, execute, notify, sort of, you know, troika here is so important because things do change. And, you know, I might get a, you know, my cutoff is at four o'clock, i run all the plans, it's all good, uh, I dispatched half of them, I now get into two really important orders, what do I do? Um, do you say, sorry, that's got to be tomorrow? Or do you want to ask the plan, is it possible to do this? Mm. Right. Um, and I think back to um, what you were saying before, the, the this idea that um, planning and execution used to be very much a batch process and still is very much a batch process. Very much this thing that happened up front. Well, we've my cutoffs at four scope. o'clock. Yeah, limited scope for change. Yeah. Right. my cutoffs at four o'clock. I plan at six, I pick, I dispatch, and it's all good. Yeah. We're seeing that that's becoming much more grey now. It's becoming much more, um, we've got a lot more sensors out there in the market yeah. where we're getting more data IOT. from more spots yeah. more frequently. So I might as well use it. Um, but this is for big companies, right? Big no, com- no, no, For small companies. Small right? companies. It's, um, that's the other thing. Technology is now so ubiquitous that it's mm. it's not about the big company. Like a lot of our solutions are software as a service, mm-hmm. so and we charge for that on a per asset per month basis. So it's 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 not about is the technology, and right? it's all on the on the web. there. Yeah, it's all there. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. And um, you know, and I think the um, uh, our smallest customer, customer, which we unfortunately we don't have now, used to drive uh, used to deliver pizzas in South Melbourne. And we were, a, we were their first cut. He was on a bike, too. And his biggest problem yeah. was routing himself around South Melbourne on a bike. Right. So he had one bike. And uh, in return for routing him, he would feed us pizzas.
2: <laughs> oh, That's awesome. I was going to say, how does, the, how does he afford the service? Which, which is gold. You're obviously you using an well, It was
1: gold. And we still miss him. But he got fed up with that whole idea for a while. But... Um, no, it was... Um, that would have been such a nice little project. It? Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's Freddy yeah. with his pizzas. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but like we're working with um, some Vincent's at the moment. Okay, um, yeah, Or Sacred Heart, sorry, I should say. Sacred Heart, who, um, you know, and their problem is a little different. They're, they're, they've still got an asset. It's called a, a, a pickup truck or a delivery truck that um, runs around and picks up furniture and bits and pieces from, from people. Yeah. Um, gets it back to base where they, you know, can make some money out of it and that kind of stuff. That, that's not hundreds of vehicles, that, that's uh, only a few um,
2: yeah and it seems like in everything we've talked about so far there's a lot of actors in the in the scene sort of thing yeah. there's a lot of information a lot of different people trying to coordinate um, and out of curiosity like is that where mobile doc fits in like is that how, is that what it's meant to organize yeah m- mobile docs a, a, a really interesting
1: um, pro very important to the best friend group actually it's um it started a few years ago when uh, um we realised uh we got a call from a, a warehouse supervisor who said, Listen, I start my day every morning at five o'clock and I look out the window and count how many trucks, you know, are in the driveway, right, right? That I need to service today. Then I get on to my Labor hire guys and I'll tell them I need twenty guys to help me unload them all. And I didn't know that they would be there. Um I don't know what they're carrying. Um, all I know is that there's twenty of them and I've got to get it done. There's a whole bunch yeah. of drivers that are getting upset with me. And uh he just said, look, there's got to be a better way. And um, so we're, that that sort of logistics-based um, distribution um, dock appointment service right. Right, started uh, with us. It um, was one of our very first customers, actually, with Maya about, uh, about 10 years ago. And it's grown from that point to um, to realise that, you know, in that world, you've got a supplier, you've got a carrier, you've got a receiver, and... Um, and in the, in the DC world, that's fine, and we do quite a number of DCs now with that. But we've also discovered a market for that in the city. And the city has um, – they're not distribution centres. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, most – if you walk around the city now, you see plenty of white bands and uh, and pallet trucks and those sort of things. And the deliveries into the city are smaller but much more frequent. Right, So you don't have big B-doubles going through the city. No, it's a um, little different Not speech. always, mm-hmm. right? But you've always uh, – so people like uh, the Opera House. Um, in Sydney, um, or uh, Barangaroo in Sydney. So how, how does the Opera House work? What's the example? Well, the, Bra- the Opera House spent a hot pile of money uh, implementing some load- uh, building some loading docks. Sure. Because what they do is they take deliveries on behalf of the Opera House as well as um, the precinct around it. Sure. Um, yeah. oh, and right. so those docks, exactly. you know, are, are multi-purpose docks. And it's right. the same with Barangaroo. They have a um, it's a big new development in Sydney. Um, Thirty thousand people go to work there every day now. Whereas where well, only five years ago, it was a you know a lump of concrete, right? And um, there's uh, around about one hundred loading docks uh, or loading bays underneath those towers, the, the three towers there, and uh, um, the precinct includes three commercial towers, a retail precinct, a big giant food court, a residential complex, all kinds of stuff. But these loading docks have to service all, of them, right? And so what mobile dock does is make sure that uh, if people are booked in. It automatically assigns a slot to them, and um, which is compliant with whatever the carrier needs to do. So um, truck you they choose driving? the slot to arrive at the, the opera trips, house. Yeah, the carrier does it, right. Right. So the carrier can actually like look, like look in and and pick a slot. Based yes, on... essentially they'll say, uh, "I want to go to the opera house. I've got. Um, I'm driving a, uh, a pallet truck with a rear unload, perhaps. Um, I've got, uh, you know." Uh, a pallet to deliver here, um, I want to come in on 2 o'clock on Tuesday. Yeah. And what the system does is validate that that carrier is authorised to come into the Opera House at all, right? So it's a, like right before you start anywhere. It looks at um, a compatible loading dock. So not all docks are equal. So a rear unload needs a, a certain device. Um, it then says at 2 o'clock on Tuesday, is there is there one of those compatible docks available? Right. Uh, if there is, you automatically get an appointment and you're away. If there's not, it looks forward in time and provides a bunch of options for the carrier to choose from. So what happens if it's an urgent load? Well,
2: it's up to the carrier to negotiate that with the receiver. So so hypothetically if there's a really urgent delivery, it's like no it's gotta be there, you have to receive it by one PM because there's a concert at four o'clock. Right. right. Do you then uh, obviously that can be all worked out on the phone, people shouting at each other, but can the system can then be altered to facilitate that. Yeah, we have, yeah, we have um, like some of the couriers work like that, where they just they don't
1: know what they're doing from one hour to the next, right? They'll get a call saying, "Get yeah. down to Barangaroo right now." Yeah, um, and we reserve <laughs> some capacity for that, right? Yeah. But but the point is, it's managed. Yeah, right? so that's so that's kind of awesome.
0: the slack that you were talking about. Yeah, uh, that you that you build into it.
1: You, you know that's going to happen. You just don't know when or where. Yeah, and. Uh, uh, no, that's eliminated congestion. It's provided all kinds of security benefits to places like the Opera House. Um, and it's, uh, it's reduced the travel time or the dwell time for the drivers through there. Awesome. Um, but that's a... Uh, obviously, there's plenty of cities in the world. Yeah, and, sure. and that's what we've got our eyes on now. All
2: right. Very yeah, cool. Wow. Um, that's, that's really impressive. It sounds like it's a, it's a scalable product. Um, we were talking about before, uh, about Origin. Actually, no. We we're talking about origin. We were talking before about uh, changes that happen when people leave. So you can implement a, a great piece of software, right? But somebody leaves, and then They're nobody like, knows They, how they, to use they it. were like a linchpin. Exactly. And all of a sudden, so what I'm really curious about is what, what's your take on that? Because um, I've seen it happen as well, where we you leave, leave and then the system falls apart. It's yeah. you know, are systems that complicated that they don't get used? Are they? Uh, is it like Excel, where it's you know, it is used, but only three of the top. 1000 features are used yeah like, it's very it, it is very like that mm-hmm. i mean it goes right back to there, there was
1: something there's a little gem in that request for the easy button right which is you know i know your system's capable and i know it can do all that kind of stuff but I, you know what i'm happy with the 90 percent that extra 10 percent you want to get it, it hurts it <laughs> means that you've got to gather like every all the time window information from every delivery that you do um well, not many systems have that. Yeah, um, so it
2: effectively becomes mm-hmm. inefficient because the person's, at least even the person's perception of getting that last bit of information. Yeah, to get that last ten percent to be hundred percent efficient, right? Yeah. in air quotes, um, it's it's too much work. Oh, there is a cost to doing that. It um, creates
1: it can create a lot of stress. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. even if it's even if
2: it gets you that ten percent more efficient, it's. More stress to do that, so People think, won't do it. I think say that, that whole thing around. Is fine. I, I, think, I think that
0: whole concept around optimization is fascinating because it's like, what's the cost to go from? It's like the Pareto principle. It yeah, uh, and it's like once you start, it's almost like the law of diminishing returns. Um, <laughs> well, you well, get to that it, point where where it's like you can you
1: can eke for that last five percent, right. but but what's the payoff? Like we see it all the time. We see it in things as simple as addresses. Right. For, for any of these systems to work, you need to have an address that you can geocode. You can find it on a map somewhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've Let's seen... Go to this farm. Where is it? Here's the GPS. <laughs> six, oh. <laughs> well, our best one so far is six chains west of the river. <laughs> <laughs> that was my next question.
2: Can you take like really obscure? Like, no, no, no. It, <laughs> like, like a typical ethnic would, uh, would describe. No, no, like you go straight, right, left, third right, and you're there. And, <laughs> you're there. and then you're sitting there going... Was it lit? And then, but then, you know, you yeah, no, <laughs> no <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah, all right, your system's
0: and in and then then you look And then you look in the river and you see all those bikes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, all the O bikes. Like, oh god, that's what they went. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is that's that's why they're there. They went left. <laughs> there's
1: a there's a reason why they're there. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, yeah. it's um, but but look to the point. You know, we 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 see that all the time, and and uh, to the point where now we've launched a service called Route Sourcing, right. which is. Horrible name, but it, it uh, it's designed where clients. Well, we can, work. Come we can come up with yeah, yeah, I'm sure you can make one up for you. Which uh, they'll give us a, a problem saying I've got all these um, like the newspaper guys, right? They'll route, like, route. say I've got these suburbs to route. Yeah, can, can you just do it right and give me the answer, right? And don't I don't care what software you're using or you know just or what's what server you're using or uh, <laughs> what's your what's your graphics card look like? Yeah. like that, I want to know. Um, just, just give me the answer. And yeah. um, it turns out that that's somewhat in response to um, what you were just saying, where I could buy the software and I could install it and I have to train somebody up and they might even get good at it. But if they go, I've got to do all this again. Yeah. And um, particularly when you're, you're doing something on a, like when you're designing territories or something like that, that tends to be an infrequent process. So you might do it once every three or six months or a year. Right. So what do I need somebody – Trained up for that, um, so it's. Uh, but that service is expanding at the moment, right? And um, and and it's good for us in that it focuses our uh, our discussions on, you know, what do you mean by optimal? You know, what, what what's good? Right. But, Define good for you.
0: That is a
2: very interesting point. That the setup it's a huge part of it. You know, you need it's garbage in, garbage out. If you have a piece of software and you're feeding it rubbish, and mm-hmm. it's going to spit you out a rubbish result, right? Um, but it's interesting that. The maintenance of that master data is not. Obviously, know, so you set that up once and then you leave it essentially to run. Well, there's, it, it, there's like there's this between, Okay, these are the operational people. This is the standard operating process, yeah. and this is how you know I did. I've done implementations just like that, where you go here's on a here's the soft here, here's the software here's a, here's a ten step process to do it. Yeah, we'll maintain all the master data in the background. You don't have to worry about that because their job is a complicated enough to maintain, yeah. management. They've got their own you know, skills to to operate the transport or the warehouse or whatever they need to do. Don't worry about the technical stuff. We'll, you know fight the dragons and launch the spaceships well, and back in, <laughs> you'll be fine.
1: Well, I guess I guess the, the reason I, I love and hate this kind of work is that um, if there's a problem... <laughs> it's a good Best train and worst train. Well, yeah. Well, exactly. Is it a good train good today good or exactly. a bad train today? Which direction is it <laughs> yeah. going? Mate, mate, I'm off the train.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You're running next to it. I'm, <laughs> I'm
1: trying to keep up. I'm trying to keep up. But, um, <laughs> no, but, but if there's a problem in any great. of that, any of that data or policy or interface or something, it always pops up on the route right and say well oh shit i don't like those routes um and now what's the problem with it is it a bug in the software which is unlikely is it well, unless it's something we've never seen before is it um a, a screwing bit of data from somewhere is it because uh we've defined you know three trucks instead of seven you know what the, 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 there's a reason for it somewhere right but you know that's what i mean by being close to the operations like right? so every time that happens we get to hear about it right and uh it means we get quite tight relationships with many of our customers. Awesome.
2: That's oh, very cool. I suppose that, that does answer the question, doesn't it? It's, it does come down to reemphasizing the people again. It's making sure people understand what's going on and if the issue is raised, making it really easy for them to communicate that issue too. All right. Having well, that call button. Update. Yeah. yeah, having that <laughs> button. And that button might just be all right. Call cool, Dave and, and ask him to help. Well, from a, from a... And this is why you... You know,
1: being, getting technology to ground is, is a term we often use. Where you know it, the greatest plan on the planet is no good unless you can execute it. Absolutely. Yeah. And so if um, if you uh, if there's an issue with it, even if it's a perceived issue, it's still important. And so you know getting underneath that is uh, is why we offer that, that, that kind of service. Um, and, and you know ultimately they just want to know how to fix it. Yeah. Even if the problem's not with us, it might be with their IT or it might be with a carrier or something. Right now, I know.
2: Thanks. I'll go off and do that. Mm. I mean, that's the really interesting part. Uh, I think that's the really interesting thing we've talked about today is it's, you can have a plan. You can the computer can spit out a really impressive plan, but really it does come down to how the people execute it and how you interpret new new pieces of information. Yeah, with that, I think I think and building on it as
0: well, would um, be really interested to hear kind of your your thoughts on this. But um, so you, you've got the whole optimization thing, right? Which is which is like you said, you're feeding the calculator. Mm-hmm. Um, What's the balance between, you know, that whole feeding the calculator and, and getting the right kind of constraints and, and, and building that model versus the execution and actually having the people empowered to understand how this thing works so that they can actually feel like
1: they're able to add value to the process? Um, yeah, no, we have um, we often get called in on the format. Like, we need a better plan. We need a better mm. optimizer. a better button, a better yeah, fixer button. And yeah, absolutely, right? yeah. But what them, I've yeah. found is uh, we've got a couple of sites now where we just imp- we just upload whatever plan they come up with, right? It doesn't really matter what, what whatever they come up with, good, bad, ugly, indifferent, and all we do is we provide that execute and notify mm. service for that, right? So, and, and we do that in situations where um, there are so many constraints that um, clients can't define them. Um, in other words, they you know things like, uh, or if they can define them, there they don't have the data to support them. And I often use um, the Route Trade as a, as a great example. Where uh, if you're delivering to the Route Trade, uh, most restaurants don't want deliveries between twelve and two. Lunch, uh, that's, that, that's yeah. lunch. That's all there. But some do, mm. right? Some say that's fine. Now, and pizza shop before it opens, and, and you, you go to some clients that we have, and every every client's different, right? So some have got time windows and some don't. Others have. Um, like truck restrictions, what we call... Um, some can only... They're in an alley or something like that, so they can only take a small truck, not a big truck. Yeah. Um, and and it goes on, right? And so ultimately, to get some benefit quickly, we say, look, whatever process you're using to generate a plan now, at least it's a feasible plan. So let's start there. Yeah.
2: And let's go and um, let's execute that and provide notifications and those yep. sort of things. So mm-hmm. This goes back to what we were saying with... I think it was Fed, where if you give people, you know, trucks and some orders and say, you know, drivers and, and get it done... It's not like they're going to plan the longest possible route. The driver wants to get home at a reasonable time. The, the yeah. dispatch planner wants to do it as well. They're doing the best they can with the resources they have. So if they come to Best trying and get an upgrade. They essentially you know they they play at a different level because you've managed to elevate them.
0: Well, yeah, and
2: it, 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 seriously, it does come back
1: to, on the optimization side. It does come back to you know how many constraints have you got? Have you got the data to support those constraints? Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't, what guesses can you have to do? You have to make around that um, and. Uh, you know, having said that, we've got clients that you know post optimization. Um, one of the key metrics we look at is how many how many planners do you need for X trucks, right? So how many? What's the span of control? So quite often we'll go in and find um, that we one dispatcher looking after I don't know 15, 20 trucks, 25 trucks, something like that. Mm. Try or or in a sales environment, you have a sales planner that does that. Um, We've got clients now that are uh, one planner is looking after 150 assets. That's so, so that kind of, well, that, that's possible. When you, when you kind of get it right, that's um, that's yeah. what's possible. Um, and, um, you know, the um, and, and it opens up other, other opportunities too. Rather than worrying about, you know, all the effort around generating a plan, we've got a couple of clients, one in particular, that's found a way to use logistics as a marketing weapon. Mm-hmm. And that's that's really interesting us. It's uh, you know, if I now know um, if I've got control of my operations and I do get an order in sort of midday, something like that, I now can have a have a structured way to tell whether I should respond to it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, or is it is it profitable for me to respond to that? Yeah. Um, doing you know, all that Or things like um you know when I notify people, I just don't want to send a text message anymore. I want to send something that has some something that is not only yeah, you know, got information about the delivery, but also some brand-specific um, information about that type of customer. Um, and the cust- and the customer of ours that that's doing the most in this is is not an Amazon customer. This is this is this is a crowd that delivers gas. Yeah, and gas is like boring, as boring as it gets. <laughs> I mean, it's um.
2: <laughs> Sorry, Origin. I didn't mean that. Right? It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, someone right? from Origin, listens, uh, no, he was pretty, he was. It was uh, fantastic. Gloating you know? about it before, not glo- gloating is the right word. Yeah. Bragging about it, <laughs> promoting it. It's a cool. It's a really cool thing. We were very impressed. No, those guys have done an amazing job, and they they now um, they gas now have pizzas, a gas and pizzas. Maybe gas and pizzas. No, that's that's that you go,
1: right. But gas is
2: super boring. You were saying before. Well, a, you, can, yeah, you, a, you, a, you compete on uh, yeah.
1: You can compete on price or service mm-hmm. with those yeah. guys, and. Um, so they've gone and said, "Look, let's make that delivery experience as best we can," and they've defined a, a whole customer journey, which, um, in the eyes of the customer, tells them that Origin really cares about them and gives information that the customer wants yeah. at the time they want it, and it's uh, uh, it's proven to be a massive hit. So. so, what do you think's like driven this this
0: um, this kind of um, push towards um, those kind of notifications and, and, and oh, you know, really personalized information? Uber.
1: So the Uberization. I mean, Uber, you know, has has put that kind of power in everyone's sort of phone now. Yeah. So, and the really trick, the really interesting part about it is, when you choose an Uber and you say, "Yep, I'll confirm my Uber X or pool or whatever, whatever you do," the only thing you care about for the next ten minutes is where the hell's that car? Yes. You right? care about the car. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. you that's care, all about, you care about, that's about. about. And and what Uber's done so well is that they've just said they've realised that. And they've created a, a cracking user interface and that's all they show. Yeah. Now, all the mathematics and cleverness and optimization and whatever behind it is all going on. But but again, they just want to know, um, as an order, I just want to know where the car is. Right? So they, they want that information. Yeah. It's visibility. And, I, and that's, that's filtering down into um, the world of you know, B2B and B2C logistics. Mm-hmm. And it has some implications in the field service side. Yeah. So if I know a customer, if a vehicle's coming along, then um and I'm uh, uh then I actually want to know not only when is it coming along but also can I have a profile picture of the driver so I know what to expect and all those other kinds of things that are popping up and it's just because Uber's shown that it's possible uh, it's now filtering down into the into the B2B world they set that benchmark at a yeah. consumer level yeah. and now everybody demands it it's wow. now it's well it, it, of course it can that's yeah. easy right let's go now <laughs> you know, I don't know
2: why I'm bothering with really. <laughs> 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 Soon Uber will just open up and go, No, yeah. we can provide everything. Yeah. No, do it. no, but
0: I think that's that's commoditized. It's that, amazing that though maybe. how how that, that like end consumer experience that we've that we've gotten through yeah. through our phones, right? Through what used to be, you know, having to hail a cab and god knows, I don't even remember how that was ever done. But um yeah. you can do it by a click of a button now, um and and you can feel that experience, right? Uh, and
1: almost the the psychology around it as well. Actually, being able to track it, and I think that's how the close point, it is. The expectation mm. of being able to, I expect to be able to track the water now. and work, mm. and not only that, I expect to be able to see where the vehicle is because yeah. Uber can do it. Why can't you guys do it? Yeah, you know, and it's as
2: that it's, pressure it's, is now being placed on companies. To it's almost as that. simple
1: as that. And and our other partner, Glimpse, which is um, uh, responsible for a lot of that that kind of horsepower, there is um, is is trying to repackage that in uh, in ways that you know that. Uh, well, you know, we can use it for marketing or sales or whatever. And the point being, it's all coming out of logistics, mm. right? Whereas before, that's right. That's logistics was it's the, like the uh, they were the guys that you know, lived under the staircase in the back warehouse, <laughs> and you know, well, if there's a problem, we'll hear from them, but we won't listen to them anyway. Yeah. Every, yeah. Everyone yeah.
2: thought tech nodes will take over the world with like computers and stuff. Now it's actually a logistics yeah. that has the What's power the, to change the, your the life. Uber is a logistics company. It is like yeah, Amazon logistics company. Yeah. Like it's logistics. It's delivering. Good. delivering. Absolutely. Uh, we are at completely out of time. Dave, thank you very much for your time. No, it's no problem. That's uh, great. Jesse, we'll come back with another person next time. <laughs> I love our planning. <laughs> our <laughs> planning is going to work on today to get some optimisation around our schedule for who's on, the, who's on the script next time. Yeah, that's great. i <laughs> uh, got some ideas. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> cool. Thank yeah. you very much. And uh, we'll see you later. Goodbye. Good start. Yeah, cheers.